Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at btosports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Great to have you guys on board. This is the Millville National Wrap-Up and uh, pumped to have you guys talking about or t- pumped to be talking about this with you guys and, and thanks for listening. We appreciate it. BTOsports.com. Use the code PULPMX when you're checking out to save yourself some money there. Uh, great international shipping rate, sometimes free if you spend enough money. And uh, a mobile phone-friendly website. And OEM parts and BTOsports.com, they've got it all. Of course, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton on the BTO Sports KTM team. And uh, Andrew Short came back this week in Millville. We'll talk about that. And Fox Racing, the global innovation leader for motocross racewear, continuing the relentless pursuit to innovate and elevate. Check them out. 2015 Flex Air stuff out now. Uh, Dungy, Roxons, just come some of the guys that wear Fox. Jesse Wintland wears Fox. And... Um, Go to your local dealer. Um, if they don't carry Fox, probably go to another dealer because they need to carry Fox. Foxhead.com, and uh, this is the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast. All right, I'm Steve Mathis, fresh back, fresh back from Millville. And uh, with me on the line, my boss, the online editor of RacerX, the voice of American motocross, the Jason Wygant. Yeah. Welcome back, Weege, to the show. Welcome back. Yeah, to the podcast. What? Welcome to the show. Whatever. What do you mean? What? Have they gone? Yeah, well, Was there a yeah. I didn't know about No, just, you know, yeah, we haven't done one for a while. So, like, welcome back, you know? We just haven't done one for a while. Look, the freaking kids had school and Welcome Back Cotter every day, and they still sang the stupid song, Welcome Back to the... Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, with me in studio, he's uh, in studio for this show. He's uh, visiting Las Vegas, uh, hawking fly racewear across the world, and uh, and he'll be on the Pulp and Muck show tonight, too. Also, uh, the Jason Thomas. I'm here. I'm all up in the uh, the studio. You are. Yeah. Welcome to the studio. Yeah. There's Bassets. There's goggle stuff, and we have golf on TV. Yep. So it's yeah. all happening. Oh, and now we got coffee. And now we got coffee, courtesy of my beautiful and lovely wife. Um. All right, Millville. Uh, JC, you did not go. Uh, Weege, you were there, and uh, I was there. First off, Weege, uh, the um, there was a ton of rain. The 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 first practices were. They were as muddy as it's almost been anywhere, including Bud's Creek this year. Did you know that, though? Uh, I mean, you stayed in Rochester like I did. We stayed in the hotel. I had no idea it rained like that at the track. Because it didn't really rain, I don't think, at all. No, actually, where that, the hotel you're the second or third person that's told me that, and I have to tell you the same thing that I've told them. You're wrong. I woke up about 2 in the morning with thunder and pouring rain in Rochester, Minnesota. You're just that bad of a sleeper then. I don't know. I woke me up, though. Yeah. Um, wow. Now, I heard that at the track, like, Dunge was saying something about he was in his underwear, underwear with his fixing an awning. Yeah. But uh, Yeah, and um, one of the 250 guys, I think they trying to do this. Webb, maybe, State said he was staying in a motorhome for the first time. 
and yeah. he didn't know what was going on. He heard the awning crash into the rig, and he thought they got struck by lightning because he just heard a giant boom. So, yeah, apparently at the track, it was gnarly. When I got there, I saw bikes. I saw the road leading into the track was wet, and I'm like, man, they must have run the water truck on this hard to cut down in the dust. Mm-hmm, yeah. No, and as I got closer, I'm like, huh, pits are pretty saturated, too. They really don't want it to get dusty here. And then <laughs> the track was ridiculous. I'm like, what is the deal with the watering? The, uh, the Teddy Parks experience was uh, it was wet over there. It was uh, for those guys that they move around, Dusty Pops, Kyle Cunningham. Uh, the water, the grass had been so saturated, saturated, it was just crazy. So, but having said that, first practice, very, very, very muddy. And uh, by the time the motos came around, it was mint, which is what, you know, the second practice was good too. And Alex Martin even told me, he's like, it's going to be so good for the motos. And it was. I'm telling you, I've said this before, JT. Millville's the best track on the circuit. It's the best track. It's pretty good. They got with that Mount Martin, which just came in, what, two, three years ago? I think this is the second year of it, maybe a third. I want to say second. Was it? That's it? I thought it has been a little longer. Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay, that Mount Martin is the final coup de grace on this track because, sure, it had some hills before. But Isn't that the Coupe de Grace? That's a, I think that was a European 125 World Championship. Okay. Um, they used to have a motocross of nations for 125s only. Really? Yep. Yeah. yeah the Coupe de Nations, yeah. Yeah. All right. Coupe de Nations. Coupe de Nations, 125s only. Um, anyways, yep. so with that... Mount Martin, because that is a Glen Helen Hill, if there's ever been one. So it checks off elevation hugely. Sand whoops are gnarly and always fun and very challenging. Dirt is good. Lap times are long. Um, It's not the best spectator track. Don't get me wrong, folks. I'm not saying it's the best overall national. I'm saying I think that's the best track. I can't really argue it. I think think it has some, some stiff competition from some other places, but I... Like Utah? No. Okay. No. But I, I do think it's it's certainly uh, good enough that I can't just argue yeah. and call yeah. you dumb or anything. It's a little tough to pass. It's a little it tough is. to pass it on. It is tough to pass. When you get out of the sand whoops and kind of the Mount Martin until you hit the finish, it's a little tough. Yeah. If, you, if you're very close in speed, if you guard yourself, it, it makes life very difficult for right. someone behind you. But the track, my point was, we, the track was epic this weekend. It was good. Yeah, it really was. I felt like it was also the perfect um, balance between, like, it was really rough, but it wasn't, you know, too ridiculously rough where the guys, like, mm-hmm. were riding to not crash. Right. You know, it wasn't, it didn't become a trials race or an enduro cross, like, and that's obviously hard to, hard to plan it that way when you're, I guess they got two inches of rain in an hour or something like that is what I heard. So at that point, there's only so much tuning or setting the track up on purpose you can do. A lot of it's just going to be in the hands of, how it just happens to form up, but it was perfect. It wasn't smooth, but it wasn't like the guys couldn't, you know, use lines and actually race on it. Tell that guy, tell it to, um, I think you can go and talk to James Robert. No, not him. I think maybe Nick Fratz or, and go tell him that it wasn't that rough because, oh, you guys, JT or weed, you're locked in a um, truck and JT, you weren't there. I think Nick Fratz or pretty sure. He absolutely ragdolled coming down Mount Martin. Yeah, it was scary. Uh, it was scary. You know how you have a drop off at the top, yes. and there's almost like a second, yes, the second drop off near, still near the top. Yep, the second drop off. Oh, uh, poor Nick Fratzor. I hope he's he got up. He got up. So that's good. But oh, uh, ugly. But um, yeah, no, great. I'm not saying it wasn't rough. I'm I know. Just I know. It was like it was a good rough, not like a. 
like there's certain times that you can see tracks when they've had a lot of rain that the guys their sections are like, dude, just don't crash through here, just don't crash. Right, right. Here they can race. I feel like all the way around. No, I only wanted to get Nick Fratzor's crash in at some point. I saw that opening. So, Whew. yeah, I can't imagine tumbling down there. Like, how would you ever stop? What would ever stop you? I don't would you know. Go all the way up uphill on the other side of the facility. Would you get that much speed up? <laughs> yeah, I think you actually end up at that track down the road. You know, when you <laughs> right. turn right, there's a motorcar track down there. I think you end up down there. <laughs> yeah. so. um, That's the mega wet at the X game. So, um, watching the I didn't watch the race yet. I watched highlights uh, on uh, on Ally Sports, and I and I suspected this at the race. But JT Dunge went one one, crushed everybody. You knew that you know Barsha got the whole shot both motos, which we had you had predicted correctly on. Uh, we were talking about our fantasy moto, and you were like, "Well, I'm going with a Yamaha for the whole shot, most likely Barsha." Yeah, and both motos up front, Yamahas and KTM's, yep. and a Husky, but that's KTM. It was insane the, the way those guys were starting. But uh, anyways, JT, you knew. First of all, you knew D- Barsha's wanted to make a statement. He was probably like, I am the man now. You are not, Dunge. You knew Dunge was like, oh, no, I'm the man. This is yeah. my track. Barsha's up front. And that was some good riding by Ryan Dungey. That was some – down the hills, he was phenomenal. And, you know, you can see Barsha. He was riding great. Yeah, they both rode really well. I don't think that Dungey was in any kind of uh, any kind of panic situation ever. And I – you know, Grant Williamson alluded to this on the telecast um, where he was just kind of saying, well, Barsha's kind of, I think, at the limit, and Dungey probably has more here if he really needs it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we kind of saw that play out. You know, Dungey went when he needed to, and if Barsha put in a great lap, Dungey would just kind of answer right away. Uh, so I don't think Dungey was ever in a situation where he was worried about Barsha, but... Really, the I think the overwhelming thing is just how much better Justin Barsha is yeah. in the last three races. I, I mean, that's incredible turnaround. I really looked at it like mentally, this is a big battle right here because Dungey's like, oh, no, kid. No, no, no. I know you won last week, and I know you won two in a row in the mud. No, no. Like, I'm still the man. And Barsha, yeah. and you know Barsha, everyone, we all know him well. He's got a chip on that shoulder where he's like, I'm the man. And so to me... The fascinating thing was watching the mental battle, and then when Dunge got past Barsha, he wicked it up, and and so hats off to Dunge because he wicked it up, and Dunge still pulled away. Yeah, which is what I expect, especially at that track. I mean, we've seen Dunge just absolutely annihilate most of the field every time at that race. You know, Villapoto got him here and there, uh, but then we saw Dunge win by you know forty five, fifty seconds other years. So right. <sighs> If if we had been talking about this a month ago, it's just funny to think that Justin Barsha wouldn't even have been in the conversation. You know, if somebody said, "Oh, well, yeah. you think Barsha's going to have anything for Dunge at Millville?" we would, you know, we'd get laughed out of the room wherever we said that. So, right. uh, it's great to at least have some racing because if you take Barsha out of the equation, this this rise or I guess rebirth of Barsha. If you took that out and he's the same Justin Barsha's beginning of the year, man, we would have some boring racing because you- Roxon's basically out of the picture. Yeah, we'll talk about him in a second. Yeah. Do, do you think do you think Kennard can can run with Barsha or run with Dunge starting this weekend? We've seen him kind of do that before. Not right out of the box now. But by the end of the year, do you think will Kennard um, go on another winning streak is what I'm asking? Do you think he starts winning motos? I don't think he goes on a winning streak. Do I think he could win a moto by the end of the year? Yes. I do. What does he win a moto? Do you uh, think he wins a moto? Sure. Okay. Because that should make it interesting. If Kennard could come back this weekend, 
get his feet wet at Shugel, come in at Dilla with a week off, and start running with those dudes. That'll be great. I think it's going to be tough, though, because I don't think he's been riding all that long. I think he's still – even when he's talked about coming back to Washugal, it's been I'm hoping to be back by Washugal. Right. You know, it's not this epic comeback that he's so ready yeah. for. You know, So I'm a little concerned about that. I mean, whatever. He'll be fine. His deal's signed and all that kind of stuff. But I'm a, I, I said he'll win a moto, but I'm, I'm unsure of that. Uh, I'm maybe just wishful thinking because I, I don't really think he's as ready as we've seen him come back in other years. And, and it sucks to even say, like – this time he's coming back because he always seems to be making this comeback. Which well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he he got hurt last summer, came back, and well, but you know what? How long had he been back for before he put the KYB stuff on? No, he he he, he raced it up. No, the whole series? I don't believe anything. Yeah, I don't think he missed anything. Oh, I thought he missed the first few. No, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's no, uh, he missed. Uh, okay. He came back, boy. Yeah, it's unfortunately with him we're confusing years now because it's happened in every scenario. I believe he missed Supercrosses last year. No, he missed Supercross right. for sure. But then I thought he got hurt the again arm. and missed some. Yeah, missed no, some he, no, he raced all the nationals. There okay. were even a few at the beginning of the year where he would do better. Then he dropped back, and then it was that second half where he okay he uh, turned right. it up. He did do them all. Um, yeah. Is there any doubt, Weege, in your mind? And and uh, we talked about this uh, on the Moto Sixty show. I don't know if you were on it or not. But is there any doubt in your mind that Barsha will now be Dungey's challenger from here on out? Yeah, I was on the Moto 60 show. And, um, no, there's no doubt. There wasn't any doubt coming in. And you and I, at the beginning of this podcast last time, we were saying why Dungey was trying so hard at Red Bud to beat Barsha. Because he knows as well as anyone, you can't give any of these guys confidence. Especially Barsha, who, as we know, if he gets even that slightest hit of cockiness back, like, that's what he thrives on. Right. So we said, hey, now that Barsha won two in a row and beat Dungey straight up at Redbud, you can, A, guarantee he's going to get two starts and he's going to try to make Dungey's life miserable. And he did everything he basically could, anything that would be reasonably expected of him, mm-hmm. to make it as hard for Dungey to win that race as possible. Again, but yeah, was Dungey ever probably worried? No, but he definitely didn't make it easy on him. No. And that's, no. That's what Dungey... And that's what always gets me so bad when people are like, oh, that guy's got a big point so you can cruise. I'm like, no, man, these guys know. You you give. Yeah. If Dungey beat Barsha down at Redbud, just killed him in both motos, Millville probably would have been easier for him. Yeah, yeah. So that's why these guys don't just cruise with a point fleet. How about Dungey's speed down the hills? It looked impressive. It was good. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think it really was, like, over the top. I just uh, watch, Watching him pass even lappers there. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he's faster, but even watching him, like he would just, just see, I mean, just another, I guess it's hard to say because it's lappers or whatever. Yeah. And but a lot of like, times guys check up, like, you know, when the leader's coming most of the time. Yeah. So you're like, so yeah, you, yeah. like where Dungey's accelerating down the hill, these guys are kind of coasting. Yeah. So right. I, I'm, um, I'm not trying to take anything no, away from yeah, his downhill yeah. speed. I'm, I bet it probably wasn't incredibly different than the top guys. Weege, last week you talked about Roxon and you were like, hey, everyone needs to calm down. Like he's going to be great. Be careful, you know. Be careful riding him off, you know. Like like people want to do. But hey, this is. I mean, we'll give him a mulligan for this motocross series. But he's getting worse as it goes on. No, there's a problem here. There's, there's a know. problem here. And as far as the, I mean, I'm just saying, be careful not to write him off for the rest of his life. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. that's not to say that there isn't a problem right now. There's definitely a problem. He should be getting better, JT. Something wrong. He should be getting better. He should be. Um... His worst races should be High Point in Lakewood, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's not good. No. 
No, he he was tired. He wasn't jumping the uphill triple in a second. What was that about? He just never did it. I I know, but we don't. I mean, do we have any insight as to that? Like, I don't. I don't understand why he wouldn't be doing that. I mean, all the guys around him were doing it, and Mm -hmm. they weren't. In the first moto, I could understand. Guys were casing it, yeah. and it was bad. Baggett like, was doing it. It wasn't oh. good. Yeah. Um, I could completely understand not trying it because, to be honest with you, all the times that Filthy, Dungey, Phil, Filthy Phil was doing it. Yeah. Well, all, <laughs> even in the first moto, all those times Barsha and Dungey and those guys tried it, yeah. Phil almost passed them back. Yeah. So I can understand that the second moto, though, there was no excuse in my opinion. Yeah, he jumped it in the first moto. He did. Roxon did. Right. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's easier. Right. Everyone's doing it. You're absolutely losing half a second or more a lap right there, and yeah. I, I don't know. I don't get it. Hey. I, you, look, I don't know about the Alden thing. I'm not. I'm not as pro Alden as JT is. Um, you know, I. I. I mean, I like Alden. We're friends. I, I. don't. I think you can win without him. I think it's fine. JT, you're pretty strongly like that's the terrible move. Regardless of all that, he got tired. Now Jason Anderson got very tired also, and he works with Alden Baker. Mm-hmm. He got tired in the second moto. Anderson pretty good, but Kenny got tired. You walk, look at his lap times. Baggett made up. Uh, over 20 seconds in the second half of the moto. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's, not, it's the recurring theme. I mean, yeah. we've seen him get tired but a I mean, few say, other but, times. But, like, okay, like, you might hear from Kenny, ah, my setup. You might hear from the team, we're working on things. Maybe someone says, ah, his tire choice was wrong. Like, you, if, folks, if you hear any of that kind of stuff, that's great. But he got tired. That's what happened. You could see it. Mm-hmm. So that's not good. For Kenny Roxon. No. It, you know there's, the, there's so many things we can talk about here. I also feel at the beginning of that moto, I was very – his first moto interview, I don't know if you noticed, and, again, we could be reading into things like we're going to do now because we're trying to figure out what the deal is. First moto interview, he said, I, tr- I, I gave my Suzuki everything I had or something like that, but I just couldn't get as good a start as those guys. Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Wondering why. It might be nothing or it might be – I'm like, why did he specifically say – I gave my Suzuki everything I had. Because what did we say at the very beginning of the show? The Yamahas and the KTMs, the starts are ridiculous. They were bad at so, Mobile. It was, they were up front, both motos gone. Did, yeah. did either of you, I know Weed you did because you were commentating during it, but the, the GoPro footage from Roxon on the start of the first moto, did you see Barsha? Just his bike was yeah. running away from everyone, especially Roxon. Yeah. That was... To me, I was – and I know that Barsha probably was – you know, could stay on the gas because he was clear of everyone, and Roxon maybe had to kind of check up a little bit because he's in traffic. But holy moly, did that bike just squirt away from everyone. It was really, really telling to, when you see – you know, you're wondering how Barsha's getting these starts, and you can just see the thing run away from everyone. Phil, Phil got one. Phil got top five, six from um, maybe 10, 15 gates from the left of the box, you know? So Yeah, Barsh said that once his bike hits third gear, it's just ridiculous. So I'm wondering, again, I'm, there, there's a very good chance. We're going to probably go through, over, if Roxanne keeps up like this, we're going to go through 500 theories over the next month. Yeah, right? yeah. So maybe some are, some are going to be wrong, some are going to be right. But I wonder if he's like, I start next to these guys, we go into third gear, and he just yards me. I, I'm sure it makes, I'm sure he notices if that happens. If we yeah, notice, but, you know? but, but, you know, you're Kenny Roxanne, you're one of the most talented riders in the world. So, you know, JT's probably going to say, like, ah, you know, it's his bike. And we're going to get back into that round-to-round argument again. But he's got more talent than, you know, pretty much anybody in the field. He's one of the most talented riders to ever come along in the last decade. And so you can, yeah, your bike or whatever. But Blake Baggett's getting over that uphill triple on a Suzuki. 
do we think that this pattern is any different than the Roxon we've seen in the second half of every championship? Where he well, that's an excellent point you bring up. I was thinking that too. I'm like, well, wait, this is funny. There's so many ways we can go right now. But, but that could be also. He had four. He had ten weeks off in Supercross. You know what I mean? He had a lot of time off, so this isn't a full season for him. Right, but it's still the same pattern. doesn't matter if it's Supercross or outdoors. The second half of every championship, he struggles. It's, it's, you know, it's historical fact. Right. I mean, you can look back at every championship he's been in. Yeah, but wouldn't you think right. he struggles because he's tired? Right. I, I'm not arguing that. But he had that. 10 weeks No, no, off, I'm not so, arguing that point, but yeah. I, I don't know the reason. You know, maybe yeah. it's not because he – but he still – looks tired out there. His results are worse, right. you know, progressively worse as the championship goes on. So I don't, I don't know what to well, make of a, that. It's a good thing that he's got Carmichael in it. Oh, wait, no, he doesn't. <laughs> just, 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 am I the only one that hasn't noticed that? Am I the only one who's noticed that, or am I just being a dick here? <laughs> I, I mean. Uh, I, I think it's both. Yeah. I think it's both. You know, I'm being a dick for sure. But <laughs> this is a real sport. Real, you're, you're being a dick for sure. But I have to say. If this were a real sport with real media and real fans who live and die by their teams, somebody would be called the task over this, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. Someone should say the greatest motocrosser, not the greatest supercrosser, the greatest motocrosser uh-huh. of all time owns the team. He doesn't come to the races. Now, Mark Johnson isn't there. Mark Johnson's a team manager. Mark hasn't been at... A lot of the outdoor races. Now, Kyle Bentley, we all know him, great, great guy, doing a great job. But like, I'm like, I'm over there, and I'm like, where's Ricky? Where's Mark Johnson? And what if he wants a backflip? Where's Hart? <laughs> but no, the, 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 again, Weeds, like you well, said, if, if this is a real. Out here because people are going to say it's just sour grapes, but I agree. Okay, if you have a team, in, in any other normal life, stick and ball sport, where the fans absolutely live and die by the results of their team. If something along these types of lines happens, like the team is phenomenally talented and loaded and they have a disappointing season, they immediately start hunting what's up with the coach, what's up with management, what's up with the ownership, what's Thank up with the, with the organization, what's yes. the problem here. Right. That's what I mean. It's, and also, I'll even throw a little bit more, I guarantee you, if Kenny was doing well, or even when he was doing well at the beginning of this year, plenty of credit would have gone in that direction. <laughs> but he's working with Carmichael now. Well, we heard that. We heard that from a lot of people. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I, again, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just observing, and I'm just like, what, what's going on over there? This is a million-dollar rider, and things are going south, and I'm wondering where, where are these people. That's all. So, um, It's weird, though, to see, like, if you had told me, look, Rox is not going to beat Dungey this year, I'd be like, okay. But he's getting worse. The gap is getting bigger and bigger, and Blake Baggett, God bless Blake Baggett, but he made up 20 seconds on him and passed him for third overall. Yep. I, I, it's, it's not good. So, yeah, I don't no. know. No, and I mean, it, it, it's really tough because the drastic changes he made, he really leaves himself so little room for error. I mean, when you leave a team you want a title on and you leave a trainer that you want a title with, you really don't have much wiggle room to go backwards at all the next year. Supercross, you can give him all again. He got hurt, so we'll never really know. But here we're looking at a direct comparison where it's not as good. So it's just too easy now to start poking holes in. Why do you switch teams? Why do you switch trainers? Even though that might not have anything to do with any of it, yeah. it's just really hard to ignore no, those facts. Like I just said, he's losing. Okay, I get that. He's losing. That's yeah. that's fine. Ryan Dungey's an all-timer. 
But the way he's losing these right now is is shocking. So, um, we'll, yeah, and we'll, again, especially after you make some questionable decisions, yeah. questionable on wow, he's leaving a very successful team and trainer. I wonder how that's I mean, going to work out. JT, don't you, you oh. leave yourself open for this kind of thing when it happens? And really, JT, I think as great as Kenny is in Supercross, I think he's a better outdoor rider. This is should be where he's better at. I don't know. About, I don't know about that. I don't know. Maybe he says he's a better outdoor rider. Yeah, but based off of what? I mean, because he grew up racing outdoors. Sure, but so did everyone. Yeah, but more, there's more and more Supercross, you know, now involved. I mean, he was racing Dortmund Supercross when he was 14. Yeah. You know, like winning. Like yeah. so, I, I maybe he feels more comfortable. I don't think right. the results necessarily dictate that. I think right. he's been great in Supercross. So, I don't know. I think it's. I'm sure he's wondering WTF more than anyone. Yeah. Because it's. Like I said, this has happened every single championship. Last year, he was able to uh, avert disaster and hold on to it. With some great rods. Sure. Yeah. But he still had a marked decline in the second half. Do you remember like how dominant he was at Red Bud last year? Yeah. How just confident and almost, almost cocky in the interviews he was doing with you after Red Bud last year. Mm-hmm. And then it was just a, an incredible downhill spiral after that. Until he finally kind of pulled it back together at uh, the, the, the very end there. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. And, and unfortunately for him, he's not in any kind of position this year where he's necessarily on a championship run or anything. But it's the same pattern. The same thing's happening. He just wasn't as good at the beginning of the year as he was last year. Yeah, it's not good. So we'll see what happens going forward from here. Um, uh, Baggett rode great to get third. Third yeah. overall. Good job by Blake. Yeah. Uh, he was bummed out after Redbud, so didn't ride well at Redbud at all. Looks like they found something maybe on a bike or whatever. Uh, Jason Anderson rode okay. Like I said, he got tired in that second moto, which kind of surprised me. Tickle, Tickle was his usual. Well, he told me that uh, first moto, I didn't see it, but I guess he was, you know, running you know decent sixth or seventh, and then he crashed. Yeah, it was way and back. He came back sixth anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that pretty much took all of that out of him. Well, I could believe that because he rode great in the first moto for yeah. sure. So right. Um, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Freddie Noren. Now, Seeley came back, immediately got hurt again with a pretty good crash in practice. Freddie's supposed to be back with the motorsport guys for this weekend for Shugel, which is another track, by the way, that Freddie Hall's ass on. Yes, um, probably his best track, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, And um, so with Seeley out, though, Freddie could be staying with that team. Yeah. But fifth place in the second moto was no joke for Freddie Noren. Oh, he was good. Yeah. yeah. No, he was yeah. legit. It, it, was, it was great. The guy, you watch him ride. First of all, it's it's a really cool story. It's it's on the lines of it's along the lines of Alex and Phil. We talk a lot about Alex and Phil, and Noren's got that great story going too. By the way, because when he got picked up by Honda, he was in living in a van with his chick on a KTM. Yep. So that's awesome. But when you watch Freddie, he's not spectacular. No. He's just solid. Yeah. Um, not flashy at all. No. You, you're like, oh, he's not really scrubbing. He's not doing this. He's not. The guy can just he's in shape and he can ride this pace and and you know, it's great. So, um, Josh Grant, uh, Purcell was eh, sort of just kind of all right. I don't remember yeah, seeing good. Purcell on TV at all. Yeah, he didn't. He started about 10th and finished about 10th, you know, yeah. right around there. Didn't have a good day for him. Josh Grant came back. What did you think, JT? I thought he was pretty good. You know, that first practice, I mean, I know it didn't mean anything, and, and it had no bearing on the day whatsoever, but to be you know, two and a half, three seconds faster or whatever in the first, that first muddy practice was really impressive. Uh, but that's what Josh Grant does. He, 
that's how he's been paid millions of dollars in the sport is, you know, not only did he win races mm-hmm. at times, but he has this blinding speed that uh, it's just very rare. So I'm sure the Cowie guys were, were excited about I, that. Because, I think if you're Cowie, that's all you can ask what he well, did this for weekend. Sure. Yeah, and, yeah. And you come out and, and really they're looking for anything because, you know, Will <laughs> Will's great and everybody loves Will, but his results haven't been all that awesome. Davey, the Davey thing was a you know disaster, really. The what way happened it ended. to Davey coming back for nationals? Can't he's waiting on parts. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what someone. <laughs> no, I think said. yeah, he said that, but I'm I'm you know my opinion on it is that he looked at the numbers and it was going to be too expensive. Yeah, that that's my opinion, and I have a little bit of insight on so it. So does he just go ahead in Supercross with his own team again, or now is he back on the block for his own team? Is he is he back on the block to be hired? Davey, yes. Yes, because I think he's going to because he was race putting his own team together. Monster Cup on his own deal, but, but one he, race. But he wants to get on a team for Supercross, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's I think he's looking at he can do one race Monster Cup, and it would be cost effective. Yeah. Not going to cost him a ton of money. Right. He go out there and do really well and get someone to pay him again. That that's got to be his plan. Which I think that's what that was the plan this summer too. But I think it was yeah, just yeah, yeah. going to be too involved to what, pull off pull that off. When you say get someone to pay him again, do you see that happening? I, I want to say no, but I know how the sport is, and he goes out there and gets on the podium or wins again, and pff, who, yeah, okay. that's like saying, do you think anybody's ever going to pay Josh Grant big money again? Yeah, probably. You think? Probably. Okay. Yeah, because oh. speed, you can't find speed like that, and guys that are capable of winning, like Davey, I know Davey's year wasn't great, but what for whatever people want to say about him. He still has this crazy talent inside him, and he can go really, really fast if all the ducks are in a row. Unfortunately, for guys like Josh Grant and Davey and these guys, that scenario where they have this perfect uh, you know, preparation and, and confidence and all these things they need is rare. They don't have that very often, and when they do, it's, it seems like it's in limited uh, time frames and all kinds of bad things, and that's why they don't have championships. But teams teams will still pay a premium for that elite, rare um, speed and talent. It's it's a you know it's a theme that's played out over and over and right. over in this sport. What do you think, Weege? Nothing wrong with G, uh, Grant's JG's finishes. I think that's that's fine. If you're Cowie, if you're Grant, if you're Josh, you gotta be happy with that. Yeah, what I liked is uh, he owned it as far as the lack of prep. You know, I was wondering, I'm like, how much riding do you think he did when two two shut down? Because I don't know if he was necessarily waiting by the phone, even expecting this to happen. So he's pretty straight up. I talked to him at the beginning of the day and at the end, and he's like, yeah, I was on the silver bullet program for about three weeks, you know, wasn't doing anything. And uh, then Kelly called, and I had like a week to get ready. So he pretty much admitted he was not in shape. He wasn't ready. Um, so, I mean, considering that, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yep. So, and what's cool is, you know, they kept him on already for the five races. That's enough time for, for a rider like him, at least, to get in good enough shape to really do something. So this could be interesting. Yeah, yeah, you're going to race the USGP, too, which is going to be interesting also. To see how he can do there at Glen Helen, which we all know he yeah. rides well. Yeah, um, I mean it's not impossible. I was thinking about that because he told me how much he was looking forward to racing Glen Helen with the GP. I mean, it is not impossible for Grant to go out there and win that race. It's not impossible. I think. I think. I'm I mean, on board. yeah, I'm I mean, on board well, with that. Dunge is racing it. Yeah, but I think. Yeah, you know, I'm I mean, not he beat, likely. Right, but not impossible. I mean, he beat Dungey first moto straight up last year. Yeah, I don't yeah, think, and the, the way that the GPs have been going, I mean, these guys are all beat up and hurt, and you know, Caroli's probably eighty percent, if if not less. That you know, Febra's never raced there before. 
uh, and he'll probably be right. on championship control mode, I would think. DeSalle's hurt. Uh, Noggle's hurt. You know, all these guys are way under what they possibly could be. So, I mean. You're forgetting about the 800. Oh, is he? Yeah. No, I, I remembered him. Okay. Yeah, but I also watched him in Europe already. He will be there. GP, yeah. He will be there. Didn't go real well. <laughs> Glenn Helen, though. Yeah, I watched him in Canada, too. Didn't go real well. Uh, but no, I, th- I think, I think you're a right Ouija. I don't expect it, but it would not shock me. Um, he's going to be the most motivated guy there. Like he's going to be like, this is everything for me to win this race. And everybody else in the line is going to be either over it or hurt or protecting points into their season. How, how pumped is Dungey going to be on that? Yeah. Right. Right. By the time he gets there. Well, I talked to Roger so, a little bit about this nations and it sounds like Dungey's kind of on the fence about going to, to this nations. He might back out. And sounding like he will back out, I don't want to say he will, because I think that's still up in the air and nothing's decided. But put it this way, I would not be surprised if Dunge doesn't go. And it's because he's he's got the USGP, he's got the Disney Nations, he's got the straight rhythm, he's got the Monster Cup. I'm, I'm, almost, I'm expecting him to not be there. I am too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back to Millville, though. Uh, yeah, JD comes back. Chisholm goes 11-11. And J- Jesse Wentland, 12-12. Yeah. Nice strong. season which, for Wentland. Which we kind of called. I mean, we expected him to yeah. do better. And Jason Brooks. Yeah. Who's Jason Brooks? Larry's Larry's 3D sl- racing. He was on my fantasy team this weekend. Oh, he killed it He's for your one fantasy. He's one of my four, one of my four 450s. Jason Brooks everybody. Yeah. Connecticut strong. 3D racing. 3D racing. It's Former good team to of see mine. 3D back. Former team of mine. Yeah. Bill Dill. Bill I saw Dill. Bill Dill uh in the mechanics area at one point. I couldn't believe it. I don't know Bill Dill at all and I'm sure he doesn't know me, but I saw him just that, like, on the, like the side of the camera and I'm like, "Oh, JT, you need to see this." There are some really good Bill Dill stories out there. He's been around. He's been helping riders for a long time. Good stories about Bill Dill. Um, I know 3D hasn't been out racing uninterrupted. There's been whole years where they didn't race. Yeah. But just in pure years of starting and still being now, are they one of the longest-running non-factory, <laughs> like, private-type teams? Really? Right? Yeah, since uh, 2001. No, not before that? So they're going on years. I thought they did KJ in 99. That was 2001. Oh. Yeah, KJ, okay. Scotty Carter. Scotty Carter. Scotty Carter. Scotty Carter. Yeah. And I got the Treadwell and Pat Barton. <laughs> and LaRusso Tony. <laughs> um, wait, till, wait till these boys get to the wick. The whippers at the wick. Um, okay. Uh, hey, Short came back this week. And truthfully, he wasn't that excited to for for coming back. He He was underprepared. And I think it showed, JT. Yeah, I was uh, – yeah, he, and he was very upfront about it. So I think that's always the right move in that situation. Honesty is the best policy. If you're not 100% prepared, be straightforward about it. Then then you take the expectations off yourself, and you can go out there and just do the best you can. He was very much that way with it. He was just like, yeah, I, you know, I'm coming back sooner than I would prefer to. Uh, but for him, I know that uh, the team he's on, BTO, KTM, really wants to keep him. And I, I don't know. Maybe they have their deal done. I'm not sure. But I know that they want him. KTM wants him. Um, so I don't think there's any pressure on that end as far as mm. you're not riding well. Yeah. you, you got to protect your your reputation image. There's none of that worry. So it's just like, hey, you're healthy? Okay, let's ride you back into shape. Let's get out there. Don't worry about what you get. Just do the best you can. Well, sometimes, JT, in these team situations, and I don't know BTO Sports, uh, I don't know their deal, but – the team loses money when they don't have X number of riders yes, on the track. Absolutely, they do. So you know, if you're Forrest Butler, you say, "Hey, Shorty, look, I know you're not 100, percent but we need to get money coming in. It's sports expensive. Yeah, can you make it?" Well, the riders <laughs> also have injury clauses. Yeah, they, so if yeah. they right, uh, I know you know 
I think Justin Brayton was facing this earlier. He needed to get back out there too because yeah. these guys, if if they miss certain number of races, yeah, then yeah. you start to get Doctor Pay right. and all that kind of stuff. So that happens. And uh, so and Weege and Brayton too. Brayton got a uh, got a um, a foot peg in the front wheel, broke all his spokes. He thinks it was Purcell, and the, the, I didn't see it, but the guys weren't too pumped on Purcell's move, I guess. And then he hit his head and, and saddled the second moto. So bad day for Brayton. On he a, said it was all in that crash. Yeah, he pretty much put it at the hands of Purcell. So oh, he, he did? Okay, yeah. You talked to him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said he hit him. He, I don't remember the exact word he used. Nailed him or yeah, yeah, yeah. took him out or something like that, but right. not good. Yeah, so Brayton, that, those guys, the, this shorts back and Brayton, but they didn't have a good day, no doubt. Um, and Pike again. Pike that's, had another he, shitty day. That's a decent track, I think, for, for Brayton. I mean, it, oh, it's it all is. relative I think, with him outdoors. I don't think we were waiting on him to, to win it. Yeah. But, uh Probably bummed. Yeah, a chance to ride. that's what I was telling uh, Mathis on uh, Thursday on Fly Moto Sixty. That's kind of his home track. If there is one, that's kind of it. Yeah, um, yeah. I saw him in the hotel Saturday morning, and there was a ton of ton of Brayton family there. So disappointment, was, barely even got the ride. I was talking to Patty, uh, Pike's mechanic. First moto yep. ignition or, or you know ignition problems or EFI problems or something. Second moto, he came in the first turn, pretty good spot. Got slammed by Purcell, who got slammed by Dungey. Went off the track and threw some banners. Then he re- bent his rear brake pedal around backwards into the foot peg and pushed the foot peg up, which is kind of hard to do when you really think about it because they usually just break off. Well, they came in. They tried to fix it. Patty said he was hammering on it with a hammer trying to get the uh, – pedal back in the mechanics area and pike himself grabbed a crescent wrench from patty's bag and you know put the crescent wrench on it and used leverage to bend it back so folks the rider <laughs> fixed his own bike in the mechanics area while the mechanic was sitting there you know fruitlessly trying to fix it so you know the thing with pike it was funny i was watching on t- television and uh pike was riding around slowly and in, in the t- television cameras were on him obviously and he, you could see the bike was cutting out or whatever, but I know that in the mechanics area, they can't see this going on. So Weston gets back to the mechanics area. Oh, he's angry. Yeah, and he's obviously angry. He's, he's yelling at Patty about the bike cutting out. Well, Patty's t- sitting there revving it, yep. and you can tell that the bike's revving fine because yep. he's like, the bike's fine. The bike's fine. What do yep. you, you know? And Weston's yelling back at him that it's cutting out. So I, w- I didn't want to see him DNF, but really the moto's over for him at that point. But then with the bike, at least it just is done. At least like Weston's kind of justified you know because I, i've been in that spot where you, the yeah, bike's just yeah, cutting yeah. out and you come in and no maybe they didn't show us on tv but patty sent him back out yeah he got up on the stand straight uh, before the sand whoops kind of there and then he pulled right back in and then he was angrier and then he packed it in right so i yeah. just felt well, good for a history there because in um, bud's creek remember he didn't he didn't have to think the second moto yeah and it was the same thing he pushed the bike all the way back and then it started in the pits yeah which I didn't know exactly at the time, but for example, they were saying, you know, the bike is hot and the stator goes bad and then it cools off and it runs. So there's always that gray area of like, I'm telling you the bike wasn't running. Well, I just started it and it's fine. Yeah. No. Um, and yeah. really, too, like, Pike has been having some issues mechanically wise and it's not his mechanic's fault as far as we know. I just think that they're discovering that this guy rides it pretty hard, revs it pretty hard, and they're finding things out that you know, are going a little sideways with it. Well, that's some issues with uh, right. with Phil's bike, too. Phil's bike cut out on the before the hot lap. Almost didn't make that's a right. start. That's right. That's right. So. Yeah, they were waiting for him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So keep an eye on that. I'm sure the JGR guys are, you know, they're tearing it Thrilled all apart. Thrilled to hear this. Yeah. 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 
Well, I'm sure. So Barsha is actually the uh, the one that's easy on the equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's how it all. Yeah. That's how it all goes, right? We know that. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, the BTOSports.com RacerX uh, podcast show presented by Fox Racing. We'll take a quick commercial break here. Listen to this uh, commercial from Race Tech. Save yourself money. Use the code PulpMX2015 to save 10% at Race Tech and dirt cheap helmets. Everybody, use the code RiderX to get 5% off already smoking good deals at DirtCheapHelmets.com. And uh, we'll be right back with JT and Jason Wygant to talk more about Millville. Hey, thanks for listening to the BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Racetech people, Racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with Racetech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, eh, probably 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Racetech. I guarantee you, Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Racetech, Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10% at uh, Racetech? Go to PulpMX. 2015 when you order you can save 10 percent at racetech.com and they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast and we thank you guys all right back to the show dirtcheaphelmets.com is dedicated to protecting your head and your wallet the site is hands down the coolest and easiest to use in the helmet world dirtcheaphelmets.com is the one-stop shop to get helmets for you and everyone you love without breaking the bank we have helmets for our grand opening starting at $40, and that includes free shipping. These are all new helmets that we get a great deal on and pass the savings on to the customer. This includes free shipping on all helmets and a no-hassle exchange policy. We have a wide range of brands including Fly, HJC, Chewy, G-Max, and more. Podcast customers can get 5% off these already smoking good deals by using promo code RIDERX. All right, we're back. BTOSports.com, RacerX Podcast, presented by Fox Racing. Millville Wrap-Up, Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant. I'm, uh, I'm Steve Mathis. Probably be getting an angry email about something I've said on this podcast. Okay, um, 250 class. Do we think Jeremy Martin, Weege, would have won without a clutch problem? It's harder to say than I think it looks. Because oh, okay. I understand that he... Here's the thing. I I I thought, wait, wait. I thought you were going to say for sure guaranteed, and now I was getting ready to call you an idiot. But that's good. good. Okay, so we have to agree. Because I would think a lot of people on the outside would say, oh, yeah, he dominated that second moto. There's no doubt he would have done that in the first. But I'm not ready to go that far because. No. Webb, here's the key, and I I don't even know, JT, you might be able to tell me what you saw. I don't know how much people see at the end of the motos because when we go to say commercial, we're just still watching them. Yep. Cooper Webb was spent at the end of that first moto. He was done. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I guess you didn't get to see that. So you have to factor that in. I don't think it was the same Cooper Webb in moto two, and it was a moto one. So if Jeremy had not had the clutch problem, I don't know if he would have just worked them 
like he did in the uh, Sakamoto. No, that's just it. Um, you know, Martin's clutch bolt backed out, so that's what happened. Um, yep. But that didn't happen. That takes a little while. It yeah. doesn't happen right away. And Webb, yeah, Webb passed him. Webb passed him oh, yeah. and gapped him. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, the clutch didn't help. Does Jeremy get second with the clutch lever? Yes. For sure, without yes. a doubt. Yeah. Um, so then Jeremy would take the overall. But does Jeremy go 1-1 without the clutch issue? I'm like you, Weege. I'm not ready to say that. Webb was on it. He was fast, man. He was great. Yeah, and this is a re- recurring uh, issue here with Martin. I don't know what the deal is, but the first 10 minutes of the first moto, almost every week, it just takes him too long to get going. Mm-hmm. He's just not good yeah. in the first three or four laps of the first moto. Yeah. Now, eventually the clutch happened, but like you said, that wasn't probably on the first lap. No. Uh, and, and, and So it's really tough to make that ground up. Marvin Muskan, if he loses this title, is going to think about that first moto at Millville, JT. He is going to think about it because he was checking out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he would have won, though. I don't know, man. It's that fastest lap of the race still, even with that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, mean, yeah. I can't rule look, it out look, the way he's been this does year. He but... get, does he get third at the worst? Yes. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I he, mean, it he, was keep, a... he minimizes the damage, is what right. we talked about. Right. Well, we talked about that going into the weekend, but that was not what he was looking for out of that weekend by any no, means. No, 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 so, no. Uh, he needed to come out of there, I thought. With 3-3 three, three would have been. I thought if he could come out of there losing 10 points or less, that was a win. That 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 mm-hmm. was the number I had in my head of like okay, right, right. probably not going to beat him. I need to be less than ten points damaged this weekend, and I think it was like seventeen that he ended up losing on yeah. the weekend. Is that is that right, Weege? Something like that. Uh, yeah, he yeah, lost first moto. So what is that? No, uh, he lost twelve. Uh, he lost twelve. Twelve total. Twelve total. Thirty three to forty five. Okay, so yeah, I mean it wasn't as bad as I thought, but still, he's nineteen down, right? Yeah. Leaving, uh, he's got some work to do. Uh, this weekend, I know how much we talked about last weekend is going to be huge, and it was uh, for Jeremy Martin. That's that's twelve points is a big deal. This weekend is the same scenario. This is going to be a huge weekend uh, for Marvin Muskan, just like it was for Jeremy Martin last weekend. Well, look, I mean, um, yeah, Webb rode phenomenal, and Martin had a clutch problem, but Marvin had five seconds, mm-hmm. a clear track, looking great. Yeah, and we know he's a ch- you know, we know yeah, what yeah. Marvin's all about. Yeah, um, I get a ch- I didn't get a chance to talk to him after the race. Weege, did you? Yeah, I did. What did he yeah. say about his wrist? How is that? He said it really wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took a week off after Red Bull, but he wasn't pumped about having to do that. Right. So it was definitely better. But uh, no, I don't think that it was the point where he was going to have a bad day because of that. I think it was just that going off the track, and then of course he saw yeah. to get out. That worst case scenario, he had to give a what three big tugs. Oh yeah, which yeah. I mean, that's more energy than running a damn moto. So I think he was spent pretty much well, that screwed up his whole he, day he having w- to dig the bike out of the butt like that. He went first to tenth to sixth to tenth to eighth. That's how he went because he fell again. So I was yeah, char- I was charting him. Yeah. Moto, he didn't have any energy left. Yeah. Moto. And by the way, we'll mention it was sneaky hot. It was so humid. Oh, a lot of guys so, are tired. Yeah, it was. It was. It yeah. was. I can't off the top of my head. I think it was the roughest, the the, the toughest race of the year so far. Am I missing one week that was maybe tougher? Something else was sneaky hot. I think Muddy Creek, but I don't think Muddy Creek was this bad. Yeah, Muddy Creek was hot. Uh, but this one seemed like I saw yeah. more guys getting winded than I'd seen in a while. Yeah. So what I'm just saying is these these incidents. You know, Anderson falling and having to come back, or Moosegan crashing twice and having to come back. They had a bigger consequence here. 
because uh, you had to waste so much more energy because uh, it was so humid. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Webb wins. Martin second. Savachi third. Joey has been – and I told him after the race, I'm like, you're really frustrating to – to talk about as a media guy, and he's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Because you're up and down. Like, I don't know how good you are." But he was great at Millville, um, so he told me that on a week off they found something physically with him wrong, I would guess, and they corrected it. And he said, "This should be me from here on out." So, what do you think, JT? All right. Well, yeah, and Georgia, Georgia tried her best to get find out what what he had changed or what they'd figured out with him, and he wasn't. Wasn't uh, oh she he said that on the podium too yeah oh, she okay. was trying to dig that out of him but he wasn't having it uh, but yeah he was obviously great and I think he's been really good when he stayed off the ground that's that's kind of been his problem at at times it's just these dumb little crashes uh, we saw it at Hangtown we've seen it a bunch of times where he just fell over or done something stupid that mm-hmm. kind of derailed his day but he was obviously great all day long. Uh, he fought off Jeremy Martin valiantly in that first moto. And, and yeah, as we know, Martin was handicapped yeah. uh, with, with his clutch. But still, um, it was a great ride, you know. And, and for a team that's ailing miserably with injuries and yeah. all kinds of things, whatever can go wrong, it seems like, for Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki, it is and and happens Seem, seemingly every weekend. They're bringing those same guys back next year. Everybody. Yeah, and, and I understand. And I think if they go into a series healthy, Supercross especially, they have a great chance of succeeding. But with, you know, Bowers out, the unfortunate injury for Cincerillo, uh, you know, Sabachi obviously was great this weekend, but he's been a bit up and down. Uh, Tonus is, you know, Epstein Barr is, we never even got to see him. Well, now he hurt his shoulder. He was yeah, healed. He just, was healed, and now he hurt his shoulder. Yeah, it's just brutal. Who races more, Matt Moss or Arno Tonus? In their factory debuts, well, I think Moss raced most of the season, right? No, all the outdoors. No, Moss raced all the outdoors. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. I rode with him every day. I practiced with him every day that summer. Wait, you're the only. There's that. There's verifiable proof that Matt Moss really did exist that year. <laughs> yeah. He was on Earth. I yeah, to, I have to check. He the, raced all I, summer. I, I have wrote, to check I rode the vault them. here. This is this is up in the air. Wow. Um, this is uh, for those that don't remember, and that's pretty much everyone. Uh, when Ryan Dungey absolutely dominated the sport on a Suzuki in 2010, he had a teammate that no one would ever remember. Matt Moss was his 450 factory Suzuki teammate. <laughs> and when, Never really seen. And when you bring up, like, energy drink guys in our sport, that these energy drink guys make decisions, that was one of the ones. That was a rock star deal. And they're just like, yeah, you're going to yep. put Matt Moss on your team. Yep. Um, it says here, JT, he didn't race any nationals. In 2010? No, he definitely did. Oh, absolutely did. Wait. Oh, I thought it was – never mind. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Uh, he raced nine. Nine out of 12. Okay. So, huh, who knew? Uh, 20, 33, 24, 20, 16, 22, 14, 21, 17, 19, and 19. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So, uh, anyways, what were we talking about? Matt Moss, Rockstar, before, before that. Energy Drinks. Oh, yeah. He's uh, energy, Tonus. Energy Drink Tonus. guys. Yeah, Tonus. Yeah, God, that's the Tonus. Um, Christian Craig, bomber for him, separated his shoulder. Uh, he says he'll be fine. But dislocated, right? Dislocated, yes. Yeah, sorry, not separated. And uh, so, bummer. He did try to race the second mode. I don't know if anybody saw, saw that. that. He was yeah. six or seven. Then he yeah. kind of just went backwards. Um, what else? Oh, uh, Osborne, 7-7 seven, seven for fifth. That's good. Nice job. It's all right. Nice job. I mean, I don't think that's what he wanted. No. 
coming off some Plessinger podiums. was good. Jordan Smith, one good, one bad again, but fifth in the second moto was strong. Hampshire. He was fast, too. I mean, he was setting the fastest laps of Who? the race, Jordan Smith. Was he? Yeah. Jordan Smith goes 12-5. Hampshire goes 5-12. Folks, right there. There is your 2015 Nationals for yeah. Jordan Smith and Marjorie Hampshire. Welcome to the rookies. Right? Yeah. These guys cannot put it together. So, But seriously. No. Every week, one good moto and one bad out of both. You're right. That's something they're seizing up. That yep. whole team. Yep. Really. Yep. Um, Martin, too. Martin fell in the first moto or second moto, so bummer for him. He was dead last. Yeah. Came back to 14, so Alex goes 4-14. Uh, he was right there, too. Tried to make a move on Muscan. So he has, he's been having some sweating issues with, our, with X-Brand goggles, and I do the X-Brands, you know? That, that, the Bud's Creek thing wasn't sweat-related. That was mud and rain. But, so he hasn't tossed them because of sweat, but he's had some issues. Yeah. So we got some it's very s- common for those of you out there yeah. that don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm telling a funny story. So, and I don't really care about, like, it makes X-Brand look bad. I don't care. Like, whatever. Okay. It is what it is. Okay. But people say, oh, Matt, this is a dick or what? Like, this is, I just tell, this yeah, is a funny that's story. Not, that's not a, a policy I subscribe to. No, I know. But. I think yeah. I'm the only one who subscribes to this okay. policy, and that's the problem. <laughs> but anyway, so we made special goggles for him with special foam. Right. One pair, right? And I, we were trying One to, pair. We were trying to get some more for the weekend. Okay. So he, in this, I said, hey, Alex, you're going to have to re- – I'm busy watching. So you're going to have to rebuild these for the second moto. And he's laughing, and he's like, okay. So, you know, here's your tear-off. Here's your lens. Rebuild them for the second moto. I built them for the yeah. first moto. So he built, first moto goes fine, whatever. He gets a fourth. I text him. Um, goggles are good. Goggles are good. He said, great. Second moto, he's wearing the whole time. Keep in mind, there's one pair. Yep. Special foam. Yep. He crosses the finish line, and he throws them to a fan. Oh, no. I'm, like, standing in that tower. No! You go tackle the, tackle the fan. <laughs> and, and I said, what are you doing, dude? He's like, I know. As soon as I left my hand, I remembered that they were special. Alex Martin, everybody. Oh, you, didn't go, you didn't go find the fan and try to trade him out? No. That's a, you got to do it. Two it was, for one. It was far away. Oh, yeah. I can see. How am I going to find this guy? It could have been close to the donut stand, though. Uh, it could have been. But anyway, so funny story. I'm like, no. And, he just, and I said, why would you toss him? He you goes, saw it happening? Yeah, I saw it. It was, you know, because I was in the, in the t- team owner, team manager's tower. And uh, uh, the finish line is, uh, you know, that tabletop. So Totally should have. Uh, I mean, you're so right good. there. You could have gone and got him. Dude. You're right there. I, how am I going to – so is the fan still going to be standing right by the fence? No, he's probably no, off see wandering. Him and you go or, find him. I didn't see the fan. You I just, track him like an Indian Indian uh, animal tracker. Like a basset hound. That would lead me to the donut stand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so it's kind of funny. But Martin, Alex, uh, in an ideal world, Jeremy Martin could have went 1-1 and Alex could have went 4-3, 4-2, right? I mean, they both could have been on the podium. Easy, but I think with the start, Alex yeah. had he's right there. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So, um, Jesse Nelson not doing that well lately. Not great. No starts. No. Starts are killing him. I firmly believe that. Yeah, Peter, see, if he gets a start, he runs up front. Yeah, Peters had good starts and kind of went backwards a little bit. He had great starts. Luke second R- moto was not good. No. I had him on my fantasy team, so I was watching him right. closely. And yeah. in second, first moto, he was good. Right. Uh, second moto started like tenth, and then just steadily went back. Do you know who's underrated? Like, okay, we know Larocco was gnarly, you know, and we know that um, Roger is pretty gnarly, right? Mitch is gnarly. Weege, we all agree on that, right? Um, yes. You know who's underrated gnarly is Cooper, Guy Cooper. Yeah. I I know him a little bit, and I talked to him a lot this weekend in the tower, and mm-hmm. he's underrated gnarly, like because. He doesn't want to hear about these problems or excuses. Yeah. <laughs> he does not want to hear about these hashtag 2015 rider problems. 
Oh, really? Yeah, Love it. He's not, uh, yeah. Don't tell him about, like, oh, I don't have the right set of forks or I don't, like, don't, don't, no. Coop doesn't want to hear that. So, kind of funny. No. Coop's was podiuming nationals hitting literally out of a Honda Civic. A Civic. <laughs> yeah. Like Chisholm. Yeah, yeah, Chisholm this weekend. Chisholm got a, speaking of X-Band goggles, Chisholm got, I mean, a huge rock. No, no goggle would have, well, you know what? Actually, maybe the air brake might have worked because JT, they mount a little differently, the, air, the lens on the air brake. So perhaps an air brake would have, would have withstood this. But other, other, any other goggle, no. He got a massive rock to the head, blew the goggle lens out. He had a huge bump on his forehead. He looked like Quasimodo. It was bleeding. His, black, his eye was already turning black, like, after the race. Like, just, I'm like, what? How big was this thing? He's like, dude, it was big. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, Chiz's motorhome broke again. I think for the sixth week in a row. You want to talk oh. about you want to talk about a program that is limping to the finish line. <laughs> it is Ricky Fowler Chiz Racing, Pretty Rebels Racing. Um, he was out of a rental car this weekend. He's got to find a ride to Washougal. The motorhome's breaking. Chiz, wow. Chiz is he blew up three motors at Bud's Creek. Yeah, at least he got home. <laughs> yeah, uh, poor Chiz. He's struggling. Uh, Justin Hill was underwhelming. Weege and I thought he'd be a lot better. Like in fantasy, I put him. Ninth or tenth, I'm like, ah, oh, he'll yeah. be better. Uh, I talked him out of the race. I actually can't remember what he told me the first moto, so good reporting on my part. <laughs> and then he said he got hot. Second moto, he got hot, and he said he hasn't. He doesn't remember ever having a problem. With yeah, his community. Yeah, uh, before. No, it, it was. Uh, it was sneaky. Let's talk about sneaky. Great track is also sneaky hot this weekend. Like I was surprised at Anderson. Like he works with Alden. He's in good shape. He looked yeah. really winded the second moto. Roxon looked really winded. Um, it was just know. so humid, and I have to yeah. think that it was, you know, it rained. It was a hot and humid summer day anyway, and then it rained so much, and there was just so much water everywhere drying all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had to just exacerbate the whole thing. Yeah, there were some dudes that were struggling, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So talk about Washougal this weekend a little bit. What do we think we see from the 800? He's in, so... Wait. Do we see the 800? We, yeah, he's in. He's doing press day, everything. There, there's the home home wow. race for for Moto Concept Smart Top. Oh, that's right. That's right. So uh, place of infamy for that team, Washougal. So where it all it's, where it all went down. Really, you could pinpoint that Washougal was the beginning of perhaps the end. We'll see if he. Yeah, you know, oddly, uh, the year before, remember he won that moto. Yeah, I actually got a moto win. Dungey wouldn't. High, Dungey, year, yeah. Dungey would only high five him once and not three or four times. <laughs> wouldn't didn't want to hug. Didn't want to hug him. Um, Did you guys see the screen grab I sent you of that video, of that on YouTube? No, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, I said on our text thread, it just it was like, uh, here's 450 Moto 1 Washougal, and then the description is, in my in my opinion, poor sportsmanship from Ryan Dungey. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did yeah. see that. Yeah, 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 I did see that. The, poor sportsmanship. Like, is Dunge supposed to drop his bike? <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, you know Don man, he's just a jothead. Oh yeah, God. Always disrespecting. Oh yeah, no, huge dick, massive dick. You can always see that. Um, the uh, but okay, but for reals, it hasn't been going well for Mike. No. But what what does he do when he's returned to the Nationals after what a year and a half away? Right. I personally don't expect much. Just I mean, top ten. Maybe. 
Really? He hasn't done anything. Like it's been really bad. And I, I, you know, the the old Michael Essie, the Michael Essie we've known for years and years. Sure, yeah, top ten, no problem. Maybe top five, even. He's yeah. he's good. He's really good. But you look at what he's done this year. He raced the GPS, went horribly bad, uh, just terrible. I'm talking, you know, like barely inside the top twenty. Then he goes to Canada, and it's bad as well. well he had a sternum issue, right. injury, and, yeah, and I, yeah. I get it. But it, it, you look at just the results he's turned in this year and hasn't been good. So to think that he's going to jump into back into the USA series that he hasn't raced at all. Uh, these guys are all in mid season form. They're all, you know, firing mm-hmm. on all cylinders right okay. now. So to think he's going to jump in there and do anything really spectacular is I think foolish. What is, what do you think? Weech? I mean, I, I got to give him a top 10. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe yeah, I, I'm eight, I, nine, I, 10, 11, maybe, you know, ditto to everything JT said. Ah, okay. I got more faith in him then. Yeah. Um, what does Kennard do? Five five? Five four? I'm gonna say something like If Kennard beats Kenny this weekend, we got we got problems. I'm gonna say a- something like five seven. Okay. Five seven. We need to hit the panic button on Roxanne if Kennard comes out and beats him. I'm already ready to hit the panic button. You are? For the championship? No, no. Not for, he's out of the championship. Okay, well, what, what are we hitting Pen and Button for then? He's got a, he's got the, a multi-year deal. The, you always go back to that. That doesn't well, matter. What are we, no, that's what I'm saying. What are we panicking about? Because if you're not worried about the championship, then what is there? Like, Ken, Kenny's riding. Kenny getting well, yeah, beat by, by Blake Baggett. Yeah, whatever. I mean, the, huh. the championship is all I think that matters. That's going into the season. He's the number one plate holder. He's going for a championship. If if that's out of the question, like that's just he's yeah, fifty three points down. I, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying if you're are if everyone is already okay with the fact that the championship's over, then ah, panic. What's the panic button? There's no reason to even panic. If if that's what we're already conceding to, then what are we panicking about? Let's just get try to get better. Losing twenty seconds to Blake Baggett in the second round. Yeah, it's not good. But okay, yeah. Alright. Um. Yeah. It should be. Uh. It should be interesting to see. Uh. What do you think Kennard does, Weech? Uh, I think there's a chance, believe it or not, that he could, uh, if things break the right way, he could even be in contention for an overall podium. Just if things break the right way. I mean, you you look at the results. So he's not beating Dodge. He's not beating Barsha. Why can't he beat Roxon right now? Why can't he beat Baggett right now? We've seen. Tri- yeah, I mean, I, I mean and, 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 and isn't and isn't he yeah. isn't he stamp it better than Tickle Norn Purcell? Filthy. I think we've seen him come back in these similar situations and already been be above that that yeah, group. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So now he's got a couple guys uh, to beat for the. So podium. I'm saying contention for it to be like you know he gets fifth in the first moto and then he starts good in the second moto and those guys start behind him and right. for like the first half of the race you're like hey he could right. almost end up on the podium I don't know if he beats them right but uh, I think he'll be in 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 the conversation. Huh? Yeah, it should be interesting to see. I'm a, I'm a little excited. I have one for other me. thing uh, uh, similar to uh, Kennard. Uh, we all know that Kennard's whole deal changed completely at Unadilla last year. He switched forks, and they almost swept a million-dollar deal and started winning in Supercross again. It all flipped during the Nationals, right? So we've essentially seen the same type of thing happen here at Barsha. So is it going to have to be just going to have to be not referenced, though, right? Like, Barsha is going to be at the Monster Cup just battling for the win, and it'll just be like... No reference to when this turned around. Um, who are you talking about? Sorry. 
You know what I mean? Like, at Monster Cup, suddenly Canard was so much better oh, than yeah, when yeah. you had last year in Supercross. Yeah. In between, there were 12 nationals where he turned everything around. That could not be referenced. Right. And then all the success Canard had in the nationals, well, he was at the same level when Supercross resumed. He yeah. was winning races just like he was outdoors. Right. So it's conceivable that Barsha is going to be the same thing. Barsha has got it fixed everywhere now. He'll be yeah. good at Monster yeah, Cup. He'll yeah, be yeah. good next year at Supercross. Right. So it's going to be funny. Like, it, this is where it changed. And then next year when he's running up front, you'll almost have forgotten. Yeah, remember when Barsha was, like, not on this level? Like, it's going to almost seem right. normal again. Wow, well, we'll like see. It's, uh, I mean, I'm already getting excited for 2016 in the sense that it's huge for Roxon. It's you know I picked Barsha to beat Challenge RV two years ago. Like I'm like, remember I was on the Barsha bandwagon. I'm like he is going oh, to give I, RV yeah. fits every weekend, you know. Um, so I'm I'm there. So now yeah, is he back to that? I need to see that. That's exciting. And what about the seven? Ah, oh, the seven's coming back. And if he doesn't make racing more exciting, I don't know who does. <laughs> like seriously, he's a thrill ride. He's a thrill ride. He is. Yeah. He is. It's up, down. It's sideways. <laughs> what can Stu do? That's, and that's just one run through the whoops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Maybe you know they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. So you know, Stu's been away. I'm excited for Stu. Ah, what's he gonna do? <laughs> I'm excited for the two two to come back and supercross. Yeah, I bet you are. Um, just to see Stu and like, look, he's not gonna win the title. If somebody says he's going to win the title, they're idiots. Stu's going to do exactly what Stu has always done in the last long time. Uh, he's going to go. He's going to win some races. He's going to jump some crazy shit. He's also going to make a lot of mistakes. But I'm on the ride. Buy me a ticket. Yeah, <laughs> I'm there. Right. So you know, so it's 2016 Supercross. So Stu is back. He's ripped. I think he wins. I think he wins the Monster Cup if he races it. Stu? Yeah. Wow! Yeah, yeah really. I That's, mean, why yeah. not? Yeah, going for it. Why not? Throwing it out there. Um, actually, he's had as he had less of a layoff than those have been going in. Right. Exactly. See. I think he might have. He might have. Right. Right. So, um, anyways, and I wanted to get into motocross nations, but it's been an hour, so we can get into it another time. Um, this should be interesting to see who they pick and what they do and, and everything else going forward from here. The BTOsports.com Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. Millville wrap-up. JT, any fame, uh, any last words? Nope. Big weekend this weekend, though. Washougal. Big uh, big things happening. Because of your fly racewear? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, Not the race itself? Well, no. I think I, w- I was kind of kidding, but I think it's a big weekend in the 250 championship and the scope of the 250 championship if Marvin does not come out and for, get for, some points back, yeah. this thing's going to get away from him. For those who don't remember, Marvin Muskan was the fastest in both practices. Uh, I think he got two hole shots, and I think he led every lap of both, both motos last right, year. Right. Maybe he didn't get two hole shots, but he led every he lap of both motos. Yes, he dominated, yes. So, yeah, he needs to do that again. Yep. A lot of pressure he's on got him. To, he's got to reel this thing back in a bit. Or it's We're at 19. If somehow he loses points again, I mean, it's just you start running out of time here because then Martin can he really doesn't have to take chances anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. It, and I know it's why against everything in the world to be like, oh, he's just going to get second every time. <laughs> but and that's not the case. But it really puts we, so we, much pressure on Muscan to win. And Martin, he's probably still going to win motos at times. You just run out of run out of opportunity. So this is a like I said, huge weekend for Muscan. Which tr- which rider does Utah suit the most? Well, Martin won there last year. 
that that's what I come back to for all the, you know, Martin wasn't um, having the best end of the season. He was kind of slipping to be honest with you. He lost a bunch of points and then he came out and just, he, I think he believe he went one, one at Utah last year in a dominating fashion. So I would say, I would say Martin. Right. And Indiana, we don't know. We saw the mutter. That means nothing. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Any, anybody's ball game there, but uh, right. yeah. We, Weege, what do you think about Utah? Martin, Martinville? I would say uh, some sort of road racer, you know, maybe uh, someone from the Graves Yamaha team or something. Okay, would have an advantage. Steve Rapp. Um, good, nice pull, yeah. nice pull you on like that. that. Yeah, Steve Rapp. I, like I don't that. think he's even around anymore, but good pull. <laughs> um, and then um, the uh, uh, Unadilla, kind of Marvin's track, but maybe not. Martin's pretty good there too. So they both they both have won there in the past. Can't you guys see Cooper Webb winning a bunch more motos and races, though? Sure. Right? Yeah. And these other jerkies oh, yeah. are just fighting for second and third? Well, so. I think Martin. I think Martin's right there. I do. Yeah. I don't think that Cooper has any advantage over him. Uh, but that being said, I expect Martin to win. So, sure, if I expect Martin to win, then I expect Cooper to win. Who, uh, we've said this over and over. Just to wrap this up, who do you sign if you can only pick one of those dudes? Webb or Martin? Uh, you got to take Webb. Webb's better Supercross rider. I mean, do you remember how dominant? Younger. Do you remember how dominant he yep. was in Supercross this year? Yeah, he was good. He was good. Man, he was good. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Yeah, because he's yeah. It's not. It's not a knock on Jeremy. Yeah, I. I'd love. You know, I think everybody would want to sign Jeremy. But if you have to pick, and you have to choose, then you got to go with Jeremy. Jeremy's got to figure out this Supercross thing for sure. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Weech, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, good job with the race this weekend, GL, and you in fine form. So. Oh, the word of the day. Said, the word of the day. We're also admitting that uh, you didn't even watch it. So I watched the highlights. <laughs> I watched. The, I watched okay. the highlights. Uh, All right. Great, word great. of the day. You got Triceratops in early, early, and I often, guess. and often. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, sometimes it just some. You know, JT probably went through this as a racer. Some days you're just struggling and just can't make it work, no matter what you try. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, Lobster Biscuit ended up being done to the last two minutes at Red Bud. I just couldn't figure out a way. Right. And this one uh, just flowed, man. Just like crown molding. I'm going to bring crown molding back here for Washougal, not even as word of the day. It's just, just just drop it, right? That well. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about yeah, the triple? That the chatapult was just so hard for them to get over in the mud, and it's like, you know, I think they were thinking the normal. Well, if I come up two or three feet short, no big deal. Mm-hmm. But it was so darn sticky, like it was worse. Like you were better off just doubling it. They were landing and just sticking so hard in that last, the last of the three horns. On that triple. Now, did you do research and find out what a triceratops looks like? Who doesn't know what a triceratops I think he, t- looks I think he like? took uh, oh, I don't elementary you know, no, history. No, dude, I don't yeah, know. I, mean, I learned it in kindergarten. <laughs> sorry, I mean, it costs... <laughs> Come on, you don't know what a triceratops looks like? It costs money to go to movies, and I know you don't want to go to movies to see Jurassic Park to see one, so that's all. Um, can can we go to Jurassic Park hey, can I know what a T-Rex is. Well, that's like, different. A T Rex is basic dinosaurs. Everyone no, knows. A, tri- a Triceratops is not a basic dinosaur. It is a little bit of advanced knowledge of dinosaurs. No, you wouldn't have come up with it as a word if it wasn't common enough. I'm a very big dinosaur fan. I can tell you a bunch of bunch of dinosaurs. I like dinosaurs. Okay? T Rex is what Weege does right. whenever the bill comes. Gets what, oh, short arms. Short yeah, arms. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can we for the word of the day? Is it possible that I can use two words to try to get two words in? Uh, but whatever, yeah. We got four hours. Can you get Tim Ferry in? Yeah, we had Lobster Bisque. And all, what are you talking about? How's he going to bring Tim Ferry in? 
Well, I don't think you should. I don't think you should have to use like Wait, proper nouns. It's he can't get. He, he can talk about RJ Hampshire and he can be like, he yeah, Tim Ferry. Proper nouns are, are I think out of bounds. You can't be like you have to work in Benjamin Franklin. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's got to be. Right. It's got to be standard standard words. Yeah. Well, Tim Ferry thing isn't a challenge. I mean, he's got riders he works with. Yeah, no, no. I, I was thinking it would be, but it's not. You it's just super want it easy. To be done, just what I would say. It. I just, just want it to be said. Just kind of think you should get Tim Ferry in there. Yeah, exactly. At some point, talk to That's me when you. Want. It's not a challenge. You just want it. Talk to me when you get sperm yeah. whale. Um. What about uh? What about hotcakes? I thought we had a bunch. I thought we had a bunch stored up. Did we? No, transgender, and you you want to do transgender? Oh, tra- yeah, transgender and sper- sperm whale out. What about pepperoni? <laughs> Could you get pepperoni in? That's too easy. It's like the it's like the people eating in the background. Oh, the people here at uh, Washugo enjoying this fine day, getting some pepperoni pizza out there, watching their. This is so easy. <laughs> it's too easy. Well, you're not exactly hockey puck. Hockey puck. Hockey puck. Yep. That's good. I always do hockey would lead to my undoing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> JT happened to be looking. Always at, do that. JT was looking around the studio right now, and he sees some hockey pucks. That's where he came up with that. Yep. So, um, yep. A, damn it, your hockey knowledge and your hockey. Uh, that's going to lead to my problems if you hadn't decorated your damn room. Well, listen, wh- listen, why again? NBC Sports and you are hockey buddies. So, so. No, you and I will be. I mean, if you think about this, is this is a. A, a big full circle that we're going to go on here, and you and I are going to host NBCSN's version of Sports Center ten years from now. You're working your way in through the side door mm-hmm. with the NHL. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it with NASCAR, and eventually we're going to be the Dan O'Toole and whoever the guy is on Fox Sports One. Yeah. Well, I, I think guys, what's their name? Yeah, John Jay Onright. Yeah, and I think Jay to bring guys, it, yeah. to bring it full circle, I think that the NBC Sports handle is like NHL on NBC somehow. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. yeah it's, so it's, it's, it's you're right in there. Yeah, it's and uh, they're ha- they're hiring Ray Ferraro to do some analyst for him, analyst work it's for all NBC Sports. Coming back around. So. Okay, mm-hmm. hockey puck. Hockey puck is the word. Um, good luck with that in Washougal. So, um, all right, BTOSports.com, Race Rex podcast presented by Fox Racing. Thanks, Weege. Thanks, JT. See you. All right, see you. See you. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much 
better nowadays than they were in those days. They're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. And the, days, and the months, and the years come.